Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burdens of motherhood. I'm Emily. I'm Beth, and we're your hosts. We hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms blog production. Episode 13, What I Wish I Knew About the Newborn Days. Hi, Mom Fashion friends. We are going to be talking about the newborn days. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and we will let you know uh, it is that time of year where we get all crusty and gross. And so just uh, just bear with our voices as we work through this. So Because we're moms. We don't get sick days. Right, Emily? No sick days. My toddler has shared. And mm-hmm. so here we are. I mean, I think it's appropriate. I'm kind of tired. I've Mm -hmm. not been sleeping very well because both of my girls have been sick. I've been sick. And then now my husband's come down with it. So I'm really tired. I'm not sleeping through the night. My brain feels a little foggy. And that really makes me remember the newborn days. Yes. Yeah. Sound familiar? Oh, gosh. Too familiar. Okay. So when you think back, to bringing your first child home in mm-hmm. those first few days and weeks. What are some things that you expected going into it? You know, I don't really know that I had. I mean, of course I had expectations, um, but they weren't really too specific. I, who am a lover of sleep, was really worried because I'd heard nightmare stories like, what it was going to be like with the newborn, you know, needing to eat all the time. And so I was like a little nervous about how that was going to be. And, you know, it's a thing, right? They do like to eat. I kind of lucked out with my oldest because she at two weeks um, was already going three to four hours between bottles. I don't know. What were your expectations? Well, I knew I wasn't going to sleep. Like, I prepared for that. And I was really disappointed in the hospital when I didn't get any sleep in the hospital. okay. Because you go in and then uh, you're just there. And you've got wires and tubes and everything connected to you. And I had a C-section with Mm, my first. So I was literally strapped to the bed for the first 24 hours. You just had surgery. Yeah. You don't get to be your own person for a while, really ever again after having a baby, but especially those first few days in the hospital because they're in and out all the time, just poking and prodding. And so I was sad that I didn't get to sleep in the hospital because I knew I was going to go home and like never sleep again. (laughs) And I was the kind of person that like in between classes in college, I would run back and take a 20 minute nap just because I love it so much. Girl, we are the same person. Yes. Yes. Preach. (laughs) So I think I I think for me I had expectations of just being so in love and having all of the warm fuzzy emotions and seeing this child and just being so overwhelmed by love and I I was mm-hmm. but there were also so many other emotions oh, that yeah. I didn't expect and I just thought well it's going to be this sweet honeymoon time where I won't sleep but it'll be okay 
But I didn't realize there were going to be a lot of other emotions that maybe would make me feel guilty or afraid or ashamed. Those, I think, were the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, and all that stuff kind of happens simultaneously, right? Mm -hmm. Like the warm fuzzies do exist. Like that isn't a lie. And I remember just feeling like, oh, she's crying. I have to get my body up out of bed. But then, like, when I would see her or hold her, and then I'd be like, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> you know, exactly. like, you can't, but all this is going on at the same time. Plus, you know, wrapping in all of the hormonal and big changes that happen, it's so hard because all of these feelings are happening at once. Yeah. And I think that's why you do kind of feel like you're in a fog. You're like a deer in headlights because you just do not know what the heck is going on inside your mind? Yeah. You drag yourself out of bed for that feeding in the middle of the night, and then you scoop them up, and you're holding them, and you get through the feeding, and then you're like, I, I don't want to put them back. <laughs> right. Like, I just want to sit and snuggle, uh, but I now I have 30 minutes to sleep I before know. the next feeding. Right. So, yeah, it's this battle that goes on within you. That was the other thing. Breastfeeding was a totally right. different thing than I expected. I thought... I'm going to have this baby. She's going to come out and just crawl up and want to nurse. And it's going to be perfect and easy. And oh, my gosh, after six days, I was like, my boobs are going to fall off. Like, don't touch them. Don't look. Don't even think about them, child. But it's like, well, she needs to eat to live. And man, yeah, breastfeeding and the struggle and the pain that breastfeeding was. I think that's a a shock. shock. I mean, I actually have yet to meet a woman, and you know what? I know lots of moms. Mm -hmm. I have yet to meet a woman to say, oh, breastfeeding was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Like, I've never heard those words uttered. If you are out there, please tell us. We want to interview you, actually. Yes, you are a unicorn, and we must meet. We must know your secret. Yeah, I've talked to so many moms who just struggle with breastfeeding and then feel like such a failure Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work the way that they had hoped or the way they feel like it should, or if they don't breastfeed for as long as they want to, or if they just straight up don't like it and don't want to. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much guilt and shame associated with that, and it just comes down to like, Fed is best. Yes, fed fed is best. You know what's best best for your baby. And so you do what's best and just, you know, shut everybody else out at some point, you know. Okay, I have a question for you. So when you were saying all that stuff about how you thought you, like, the whole newborn phase was just going to be almost kind of like honeymoon-like, and there are elements of it that are that way. And it's also very, very hard. Mm Mm-hmm. But did you ever feel like it was, particularly when you just have one, you can say this when you have one, did you think it was ever boring? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, this is all we do all day, like mm-hmm. sleep, feed, well, not sleep, baby sleep, feed, like you won't even like look at me, like yeah. there's no interaction, <laughs> and I am just like sitting here. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. I thought it was boring. It's like being locked in your house. It's a little bit yeah. like You're being, trapped. yeah, like a little prisoner in your own home. And it's kind of the first year, which would- I, I hate to say that because if you're like a new mom <laughs> getting ready to have a baby, just get ready. Like you are going to hibernate for a year. You really are. And then at one year, it's almost literally overnight. It's like 
you walk outside and you blink and you remember what the sun looked like. <laughs> yeah. And you're a new woman. Yeah. But it takes about that long. Yeah. Even if, I mean, like, even if you're working or, I mean, like, it's not like you're literally trapped in your house. And I think part of it is just like coming to terms with, like, you know, the things that you have to give up, the things you have to change. And like, but there is coming a day when you walk outside and you feel like yourself again. I think I talked to a couple recently. They were just coming out of that stage that first year. And it is, they were talking about how it's like stepping out of a fog. It is, yeah. And you're, and I call it the trenches. You are in the trenches. And so I always felt like I had to apologize to people when they would come to my door during that first year. And I would be like covered in spit up and milk <laughs> and like wearing clothes that who knows how long I've been wearing them, you know. And I'd have to be like, oh, I'm, I'm in the trenches. And they probably had no idea what I meant. But it really is this like you are you are living in it mm-hmm. and you are covered in it. Yeah. And that's what you do. I think it's the best thing to do, honestly, like this is my unsolicited advice, is just kind of like to surrender to mm-hmm. that. You're going to get to that point eventually. So just do it sooner rather than later. The other side of it is now that I'm out of it, seeing moms who are in the midst of it, like offering them extra grace because oh, yeah. I'm like, I will, I'll see you in a year and we will just pick up where we left off. It's okay. Yeah. You know, don't, don't feel guilty if you're not texting or calling me or, or picking up my phone calls or hanging out. It's fine. It's like the most cliche thing to say to a first time mom ever, but it does end and it is actually going to end faster than you think it will. That's what helped me actually a lot with my second because she was a harder, she had a harder newborn phase. Mm -hmm. She was sick. She was low weight. We had medicines and all this stuff to kind of go through. I didn't lose my cool about it so much because I knew that it wasn't going to last for very long. It was really hard while I was in it and there is no sugarcoating that. It was hard as heck, Mm -hmm. but it's over. And it was over in less than a year. With my first, you know, I was like, dear God, will she ever sleep? Like, will will we ever, like, get through this? How about another thing that I wish I would have known? You don't need all that baby crap. Yes. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. Hey, we're on the same same wavelength here. Oh, man. You walk into, like, Bye Bye Baby or Target even. Mm -hmm. I remember standing in that aisle and looking at at all of the bottle nipple options <laughs> and you're know. comparing it to your own nipples and you're like I have no idea so what's supposed to be right yeah. but you don't need it all and it's so expensive and you don't need a wipe warmer oh. no no you don't they'll live they will be, be okay. fine mm-hmm. yes okay let's hear from some of our friends mm-hmm. on what they wish they had known about the newborn days Hi there, I'm Lauren, and what I wish I knew about the newborn stage is that all the hard things, um, the feeding your baby every two hours, 24-7, the crying, and you can't figure out why, so learning your baby's cry and being just tired and on edge, listening to every breath or sound that may come from your baby, um, the sleep deprivation, everything, it passes and it's a blip on the radar. It, um, it's not always going to be that hard. And I wish that I could go back and just 
continuously tell myself that this is a blip on the radar this too shall pass and that one day sooner than you think you you will hardly be able to remember how hard it is right now hi this is sarah something that surprised me about the newborn stage is how isolating it can be there's a lot of bonding that needs to happen in those first few weeks that you know sometimes you need to be alone to feed them and to get them to sleep well and to just take care of yourself as well even though i knew it was coming it was more isolating than i could prepare myself for so i'm gonna get really serious okay for a minute i'm ready and kind of get on my soapbox a little bit okay this is i'll sit down and i'm ready to listen okay listen up when i had my first child and I've talked about this before, but this is something that was the most surprising to me. And I have talked to so many moms who have gone through this. Whenever she was born, I felt great for a few weeks and then realized over time that I was really struggling with depression and fear and anxiety to the point where I lost touch with reality where I could no longer tell the difference between the fears of what I thought were going to happen to my baby and what was really happening, I couldn't tell the difference. And so at one point, I woke up in the middle of the night and my uh, daughter was crying and I walked over to her bed and was going to pick her up to nurse her But in my mind, I thought I was going to hurt her. I thought for sure, if I pick her up, I'm going to hurt her. I'm so tired. There's something wrong with my brain that doesn't want to hurt my child, but is sure that I will. And even having images of those things pop in my head, Mm -hmm. unwanted. And she just kept screaming. And I just kept standing there and staring at her and honestly could not tell if I was hurting her or not. I wasn't touching her. I wasn't even close to her. I didn't pick her up because I was so terrified. And I fled from my room, ran out of my room. And I couldn't, I just couldn't tell anymore what was real and what wasn't. And it was terrifying. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going crazy. I really thought that I had completely lost my mind. But I was terrified that if I told anybody that they would take, take my her child away. away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard that a thousand times. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's what your brain tells you, right. that you are not a perfect mother, that you are doing something wrong, mm-hmm. and therefore you should not be allowed to be a mother. Right. Because you're not feeling the things you should be feeling for your child. Maybe you're not enjoying them. Maybe you f- feel like you just want to run away. Yeah. Um, maybe you're just sad all the time and you don't know why, Mm -hmm. or you're scared all the time and you have no idea how to keep your child safe because you're sure something awful is going to happen. All of these things. I had known about postpartum depression, postpartum blues, even that sometimes moms get emotional. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they cry. Sometimes they just feel kind of bummed out but never understood the extent to which this could happen. Right. And I went to my doctor, and I knew why I was there, but I couldn't get the words out. And the other part, the other way that this manifested for me was that I had severe anger, violent anger towards my husband. And I never did anything 
but my thoughts were violent towards him. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, well, I'm not thinking those about my baby, so it's fine because <laughs> husband. he deserves it, right? He's getting to sleep. He's snoring while I'm breastfeeding, so of course I'm angry at him. But thinking about violently injuring him because mm-hmm. he's getting to sleep, right. that's not that's not that's normal. Not a healthy or normal yeah. thought, mm-hmm. but I justified it. And so I casually mentioned to the nurse that I occasionally wanted to punch my husband in the face, thinking she would be like, oh, yeah, that's normal. Totally fine. Everybody wants to punch their husband in the face. Um, And she she talked about it a little bit, and I thought, okay, I'm off the hook. I don't have to tell the doctor. And when the doctor came in, he was looking at my chart, and he said, it says here in quotation marks, that you want to punch your husband in the face. And I just started weeping because I couldn't, I could not say the words because I'm holding my baby, this chunky little wonderful being against my chest, weeping because I can't say, I don't know how to control my thoughts anymore. I don't know how to control them. They're controlling me, and I'm scared. Yeah. Because I knew if I did, he would take that baby out of my arms, and that would be it. Mm -hmm. And he sat down, and he just looked at me, and he said, Beth, this is not you. He said, look at you. This is not normal. Mm -hmm. This is not healthy. Right. You need to do something about this. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. And that changed my world. He Mm -hmm. saw me, and... I was able to get on medication. At some point, I was able to sit down and tell my husband, this is what's happening in my brain, and I need your help. Mm-hmm. He had no idea. Right. He had no yeah. idea. He had no reason to know because I wasn't telling anybody. Right, yeah. After that point, it was night and day difference. My experience of motherhood was night and day different. Being able to get on a medication that worked, that helped rebalance my hormones, because that's the thing. Your hormones do things to your body that we don't even realize. They throw things out of whack that we would never, yeah. ever realize. And not, then, not to mention what well, all the fatigue and the change yeah. of your schedule yeah. and like all the demands, like... Mm-hmm. Mix all that together, like, why would we expect it to go smoothly? Yes. Well, it's, it's not going to. Yeah, yeah. And, and your body is recovering from something huge. Yes. You know, and you're giving up yourself in a way that you never have in your life yeah. ever before. Absolutely. You are, you are completely selfless, mm-hmm. whether you want it to be or not. Yeah. You are in a very vulnerable state. And I think that women, when they have the baby, it becomes about the baby is vulnerable. And so you care and cater for the baby. Also good, also right. But we tend to forget about mom, and Mm -hmm. mom tends to forget about mom. Yeah. And we expect them just to be able to step into motherhood. And we forget that their bodies are recovering they are healing, and that takes time, and yeah. your heart is changing, and your mind is changing and is tired. Yes. That's why this is my soapbox, because I've had two other children since then and have had postpartum depression or mental illness, because postpartum depression, um, a lot of people don't realize, 
not only manifest itself in a lot of different ways, Mm -hmm. but it also can be a lot of different things. It can be postpartum OCD, postpartum anxiety, Mm -hmm. postpartum psychosis. Right. There are a lot of different ways that this happens. But when we think, oh, well, I'm not just feeling sad or crying all the time, but I'm having really angry, violent thoughts. Yeah. Or I'm really scared all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can totally <clears throat> relate to that. Um, as I went through my own kind of postpartum issues, not giving birth, mind mm-hmm. you, after the placement of my first child, and mine did present itself. I always kind of call it as like a funk. Mm-hmm. Like I don't tend to get sad and weepy. I tend to get mad, as my grandmother would say mad as a hornet and that is kind of how I was too I was just kind of like a time bomb don't push me don't like I'm just real angry about everything but you have to talk about it and walk through yeah so maybe that's our number one our number one thing we wish we would have known about the newborn days is that you kind of have to talk about what's going on whether it's how to burp a baby What exactly does this color of poop mean Mm -hmm. and how you're feeling? We tend to compartmentalize and say, well, you know, for your for your situation, like I didn't give birth to this baby. So, right. You know, do I still need to go and and ask for help? Yes. 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 You have to ask for help because you are going through the same thing as every other mother in the world. Right. In recalibrating your entire body body, mind, Mm -hmm. heart, all of it. Yeah. And if you ask for help and you don't get it, go somewhere else and ask for help. Yeah, and I want to say, too, that it's also okay if you don't actually know what kind of help you're asking for. Just telling someone what you're feeling. Like, let the other people, like your doctor, he could help you then identify that, okay, this you need help for this right because sometimes this is also new to us Mm -hmm. right we've never felt this way before so we don't have our wits about us enough to even like psychoanalyze and diagnose that we need this or that we're just like making it right we're feeding people we're changing diapers we're still doing laundry like we're cooking stuff you know like you just like don't let that fear paralyze you from expressing what's going on inside your mind. Absolutely. Because it's not just best for you, but it's best for your baby. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. And for your whole family. Yeah. Even after having three babies, having my youngest be two is something I'm realizing as kind of an after effect of going through difficult newborn stages. And I've talked to other women who have experienced this for different reasons. So for me, it was going through severe postpartum depression. Uh For other women, it's they've had a child that was in the NICU for the first few days to months of their life. Maybe it was just a really traumatic birth or pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was just it was hard and it wore you out in a way that you did not think it was going to do. I almost feel still a little bit of like PTSD mm-hmm. in a way right? to where people have these adorable, cute little newborn babies. And I'm like, no, That's thank cute. you. You keep it. <laughs> You're good. And, and for a while I felt guilty, but I was no, like, you, you know, feel guilty. there's just a part of me 
that's just not there mm-hmm. yet, you know, and that just you brings not, me back. And yeah, that's okay. and you don't have to be. No, but there is still something where it's like healing Healing is going to be long-term. Right. Because becoming a mother, right. it's a transformation, and that transformation is not necessarily a peaceful one. Mm-mm. You know, it can be difficult, and yeah. it is going to ravage you in a way that you <laughs> maybe didn't realize. Yeah, for the good and for the for the, for the good, good and, and for the, the hard. Yeah, but being able to accept both and say, mm-hmm. "I'm going to pursue healing and wholeness for mm-hmm. me, for my baby, for my family." Yeah, regardless of of why or how. Mm-hmm. I think we need to remove stigma from yeah. that and be okay with right. this is ugly sometimes. Yeah. And, and, a, and, a, and a great it. way to do that is to talk about real life. All right, Emily, thank you for talking with me about this. It was fun. And we are going to hear a little bit more from our friends as they tell their stories about their newborn seasons. And we will talk to you next time. I've never been quite as overwhelmed as I was the day we brought our newborn twins home. Being a first-time mom, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to nursing. Often it felt like there had to be three people in order for me to nurse one baby because someone had to rub the foot and someone had to help me get the latch correctly and someone was holding my pillow and they just kept going to sleep and then I would go to sleep and it was so hard. And then because there were two of them, If I nursed one, then I had to nurse the other. And if one woke up, did I wake the other one up or did I let them sleep? And so the routine was all over the place. And honestly, I don't remember much of the first two to four months of having the twins. Um, After that, I kind of started getting my flashes back of memory. But up until then, it was just a fight to survive for all of us. Hi, this is Grace Wilson. I am the mom of a four-year-old and almost three-year-old triplets. Um, I was My oldest was only 15 months old on the day that we had an ultrasound to show that we were having triplets. And I was afraid of how I would give each of them enough of me. And then moving on into bed rest and then dividing my time in the NICU and with a toddler, it was a lot. What I wish I had known is that love doesn't get divided and multiplies. And what you have is enough and it will be exactly what all of them need. Okay, what do you want other big sisters to know about welcoming a new baby? It's hard to have a new sister. What's hard about it? She cries a lot, and mom and dad have to constantly get up and take care of her in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to share, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think the very first time you saw Jake when he was a tiny baby? He was so cute. You thought he was so cute. What else did you think? Um, That he would grow up to be a good brother. Okay. What did you think of him when we brought him home? Like as a tiny baby, What? how was he? Crying every, most of the time. Crying most of the time. He did cry a lot, didn't he? What was your favorite thing to do with him when he was a newborn? Play with his toys with him. Okay. What did you like to tickle? Armpits. His armpits. <laughs> That's right. Okay. What's your name? Alani. <laughs> How old are you, Alani? Four. Four. 
Can you tell me who your baby sister is? Isley. Isley. Do you remember seeing Isley when she was a little bitty baby? Yes. How do I take care of a new baby? Um, just be nice to it. What else? And also feed it. Mm -hmm. Give it lots of drinks and water and milk. And milk. Mm -hmm. For um, mommy's nipples. Mm -hmm. And also love on it. Love on it. It's warm. It's gonna be cute. It's gonna be cute. What's the cutest part on a newborn baby? Uh, when it's born and we love on him. We love on him. But only touch its toes. As always, visit fortworth.citymomsblog.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And just one more time, in case you didn't hear, it's fortworth.citymomsblog.com. Fort Worth Mom's Blog.